you know, if something's hurting, you got to improvise and see, you know, if there's something else that you can do, help relieve the pain uh, and also help to prevent, you know, the recurrences that are associated with the pain that you're having. Happiness, success, freedom, energy, fun, balance, strength, peace. It all stems from our physical and emotional well-being. You're in the right place for a healthy discussion with experts to show you the way. This is Be Well, a podcast from Crossover Health. Not sick is not enough. Being well is a movement to get the most we want out of life. In each of our episodes, we pick a health or lifestyle topic, bring in one of our doctors from the front lines, and have a real conversation. Be well, do good, enjoy life. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Dan Lord, Program Director for Crossover Health. You're in the right place for a healthy discussion. Just a reminder, the following presentation is for informational purposes only. It's not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. And I have a doctor on today, Dr. Akbar Zakira is a board-certified family physician dedicated to helping his patients achieve the highest level of satisfaction with their health. Trained at an osteopathic medical school, he has a strong understanding of the holistic philosophy of medicine and the musculoskeletal system. After completing a Stanford family medicine program in San Jose, California, working with an underserved population, he continued sharpening his clinical skills with a similar population for a few years. Additionally, he has a strong interest in lifestyle medicine. In his free time, he enjoys staying fit, participating in Spartan obstacle course races, triathlons, and going for long runs with his wife. Amazing, Akbar. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you, Dan. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you and being part of this uh, Be Well community. Awesome. Um, I'd love to just start off just with a little bit of information about you, Akbar. Can you tell listeners just a little bit about your current practice at Crossover? Thank you for asking that. Um, I've been with Crossover for almost six years now, so I've been working at various different sites, different teams within our integrated care model, and it has really given me the opportunity to provide patients with the education that I wouldn't have been otherwise been able to provide, you know, in a community setting, given the 10 minute, 15 minute visits. So, um, so it's been awesome. Right. When you, when you provide value-based care, you're able to spend time, time with patients, right? Like that's, that's totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely different. And, um, one of the things that I've always kind of thought to myself and, you know, I've asked myself when I've, you know, seen patients in the community setting, you're putting out these little fires and you you come out of the room thinking, man, I could have done so much more. I could have right. talked to them more about this uh, this particular topic that can help them manage their diabetes better or their hypertension better. And, sure. you know, when I came to Crossover, that feeling disappeared, though it really kind of lifted that off my shoulders. And it's been great in being able to have these conversations with patients. And it's fantastic. I think this is what, you know, healthcare should look like. And it will translate to to better health overall. Beautiful. And, and that does actually translate into our topic today. We wanted to talk about how lifestyle medicine, what you practice and preach, impacts pain management, right? Specifically, back pain, joint pain. It's such a big problem. We've talked about it on our podcast before. 
I wanted to talk to you about it today because as a physician, you know, you're, you're managing people, you know, with medication sometimes. There's a really big challenge with opioids and opioid prescription. And I think it, th- this, this concept plays right into your hands because you have time with the patient, like you mentioned, talk to them. Um, how do you manage patients with pain right now when they come in to see you? How does that really work? And, and how do you use your team differently than maybe the community would? Yeah, I mean, and that's a, you know, another great question. Um, we, you know, at Crossover, we, I don't prescribe any opioids. Um, very different from, you know, what I was used to out in the community. You know, if you look at the entire enterprise at Crossover, you know, we, we treat a fraction, a small fraction of, of the patients with opioids compared to what we see out in the community. So uh, in regards to, you know, our patients that come in with chronic pain, you know, we have this integrated care model where we, where we have a chiropractor on our team, a physical therapist on our team, uh, you know, acupuncturist on our team, bearable health, and also health coaching, who's a registered dietitian. All these providers can actually play into this in helping a patient who might have some um, chronic pain issues going on for, you know, more than six months deal with that particular issue. Um, as a team, we can collaborate, you know, in finding out what the best modality of care for this patient might be. You know, on the community, you got to wait several weeks, if not months, to see a physical therapist, for example. Health coaching, you might be lucky if, you know, if the clinic has one on site. Uh, otherwise, you got to go seek one out yourself and trying right. to figure out, you know, what the proper thing is to, to be eating to further help to enhance your health. So, yeah. And we're seeing really good results. You know, I, I've actually had a couple patients, you know, they, they had to be referred for surgery, but uh, I've never had to prescribe them, you know, opioids, you know, other medications to manage the pain. And it's really exciting. You know, that that's so refreshing um, that we have different modalities um, that can mm-hmm. combat that and, and give the physician, right, all these different options um, to help their patients. Yep. Yeah, no, it, it's great. And um, it's quite refreshing, actually, not to be able to, not having to uh, prescribe an opioid. Well, yeah, let's let's maybe heighten the awareness a little bit. So why is this such a big problem? I mean, one thing that, from my perspective, has happened, um, the opioid crisis has been going on for years. Like, this is, this is the last mm-hmm. 20 years, maybe, right? And the last yeah. year or so during the pandemic, it's actually increased. The, the, the challenge has increased. And I think one of the, one of the mm-hmm. problems is there's been a lack of access to in-person types of care. So if you wanted to see a PT or a chiro or acupuncture or that kind of thing, there has le- there's been less access because we couldn't see people in person for a while. We we're sheltering in place for a while. And so mm-hmm. other options like medications became, you know, the only option. So Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that in your practice or, or, or have experienced that yourself, but I think that's something just to heighten awareness of our listeners. Yeah, I mean, um, you can see how that you know, is becoming a problem. Um, you know, we've, we've been fortunate to start seeing patients in person. Uh, obviously, we're, we're practicing all the appropriate protocols when it comes to you know, personal protective equipment and keeping everybody safe. Uh, and we make sure that patients understand this message. Um, you know, when it comes to pain issues, musculoskeletal issues, um, you know, the best way to manage these patients is in person, you know, to, to put your hands on the patient to be able to assess what's going on and, and to treat it. You know, we're seeing uh, patients become more and more comfortable with, with coming in to see the physical medicine providers and, and helping them with their, with their pain issues. So I've got a question for you. You mentioned that you mm-hmm. don't use opioids in your practice at Crossover. 
you know, if a patient comes to you and is asking for some pain management, how do you have that discussion? What if they want it? What if they're like, hey, I, I really need some uh, some type of medication because I can't sleep at night. I'm in such pain. Um, how does that conversation go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely talk to them about, you know, what's going on and, and trying to kind of figure out, you know, what 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 obstacles is this patient facing that could potentially help to improve the amount of pain that they're in. Again, we'll talk about lifestyle factors, which we'll, we'll get into in more detail later. But, um, but that's obviously something that needs to be assessed. You know, what type of pain is it? You know, is it neuropathic? Is it related to the nerve system? Are you having numbness and tingling? Um, or is it, you know, more localized? Is it a, is it a sharp pain? So you, know, you go through all the different questions and associated symptoms that we are, we're trained to ask uh, in medical school with these patients. So uh, and then once we get a better idea of what's going on, you know, I typically collaborate with the patient and tell them, hey, listen, this is what I think, you know, might help. There's this kind of pain that you're having. This is the, this is the type of quality that you're having. And I feel like, you know, you'd benefit from this category of medication, um, which may not necessarily be an opioid. Now, if they're, if they're in severe pain, um, I might feel that they might benefit from a short course or if they're pushing for it, you know, we can compromise and, you know, decide on maybe a shorter course um, of of medication. As a bridge to the lifestyle solution. Yeah, absolutely. As, as a bridge, I fortunately have, have not, had to deal with a situation like that, but should, you know, a situation arise um, where, you know, opioid needs to be prescribed, I think this would be the way to do it. Um, obviously, we have a program where, you know, we can you know, make sure that patients are not abusing the system, they're not doctor shopping, mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, as providers, we can feel more comfortable in prescribing these medications for patients. So we have a lot of, you know, safety nets and making sure that, you know, these patients are safe and you know, we're safe as providers and making sure that, you know, we're not, you know, giving this patient a bunch of Oxycontin that they might have gotten from somebody else, sure. say, a week ago, right? So, so that's, you know, the general approach um, that I would have with the patient. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. So, Akbar, you're an athlete yourself. Uh, you, um, try. you know, do Spartan, Spartan races and triathlons. If you do Spartan races and triathlons, that means you're an athlete. That's, a triathlon is a long way to go on any of the modalities on swimming, biking, or running. And so you've had your own injuries, I'm sure. Um, what do you do personally? You know, maybe there's an example you can share. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I, I love doing these races. Um, you know, I've always been active growing up and uh, may not be the athlete that I, that I used to be, but um, it still gives me a lot of joy. And, you know, you go through training and, you know, little things happen here and there, whether it's hip flexor issues or, um, you know, more recently, I've actually sprained my ankle a couple of times in the last few years. Um, but more recently, I had a more severe one. This happened a couple of weeks ago at actually a, a Spartan race venue up in Big Bear. And, um, you know, I was coming down the hill and I, I tweaked my ankle. It was pretty bad. It, it, it was so bad. I, I stopped and thought this race is over, but somehow I managed to finish it. But, it, you know, in, in that process afterwards, you know, you, you do the rice thing, you know, you rest, you ice, compression, elevation. That's been kind of ingrained in us. Fortunately, I, well, I, I guess I did take a little, a, bit, a little bit of a leave, which helped as well. Yeah, the, the next part of it was getting plenty of sleep. We know the effect that, you know, sleep can have on reducing 
inflammation in the body. There's a reason why, you know, as humans, we're, we're programmed to, to sleep and getting enough of it is super important. You, you look at the most elite athletes in the world and they get like over, you know, nine hours of sleep. I know Roger Federer uh, has claimed he gets 10 hours of sleep every night. Usain Bolt's up like for over 20 hours the day before he broke the record. Um, so, so sleep is super important. Then it comes down to other lifestyle factors like diet and, you know, stress management. I do quite a bit of meditation myself. Studies have shown its effect on reducing inflammation and the stress hormones that are affected, uh, that affect that. So, so, you know, essentially it's come down to a lot of that, a lot of, uh, good rehab. And so, you know, this is where an injury like this ties into, you know, touching base with our physical medicine team. In the past, when I've sprained my ankles, like if this happened 15, 20 years ago, I would not have recovered the way I'm recovering now. Now, now I'm running 10 plus miles a week again. Already, there, your strategies, right? You can recover quicker, even mm-hmm. though even though you're getting older, yep. like you mentioned. There's definitely yeah. strategies that help you heal your tissue faster, right? Like maybe we can. I mean, you already talked about sleep, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there's of sleep yep. that help in recovery and that shouldn't be overlooked um what are the other kind of pillars maybe that you use and then also maybe you would also use with your patients in order to recover quicker yeah sleep is a good one actually in the show notes um there's a really good book that uh, i feel like should be on everybody's uh in everybody's library it's called why we sleep by uh, matthew walker uh, he's a neuroscientist that's done over 20 years of research uh, in sleep the other factors um, that obviously I try to implement um, are, let's see, diet. So diet, I typically do a, a whole food plant-based diet. Obviously, it, it, studies have shown that there's an anti-inflammatory effect in a number of these studies that help to address, you know, the full spectrum of health yeah. issues that we see here in our clinics when it comes to a lot of the chronic diseases. Can you go one level deeper on that? So when you say whole food plant-based mm-hmm. diet, what does that look like on a daily basis mm-hmm. for you? Like, you know, how, how do people, how can people achieve that? Because um, the American diet usually mm-hmm. is not plant-based whole food. And it's tough. Um, so whole food plant-based uh, is basically, basically what that's saying is that you're avoiding as much of the processed food as possible. For me, I'm, I'm not really doing any animal protein, but you know, you can do a, a whole food plant-based diet and do some animal protein. But the key is the majority of, of the, of the food should be coming from whole food plant-based. So uh, anything that's packaged, you know, anything that, you know, is, is made in a factory is not whole food. Right. Obviously, you want the food in its in its rawest form, cooking it, steaming it, all that is fine. Uh, but again, the less processing, the better. Got it. Thank you. So, so after sleep and diet, where do you go next? So exercise, obviously, is also important. Now, with an injury, obviously, that, that can be difficult. But, you know, in my case, I've had to improvise. Um, my, my pain wasn't that bad. The first couple of weeks so I was biking, I uh, noticed that my ankle wasn't bugging me on the bike. You know, you can swim, obviously, if that's tolerable. Yoga is fantastic to keep everything limber. Just because you have a bad ankle mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should stop yep. moving, right? You still have a healthy other ankle. Two healthy knees, two healthy hips, a healthy back, healthy cardiovascular system. This also helps you recover faster. Getting your blood flow, making mm-hmm. sure that you're strong everywhere else helps you actually mm-hmm. heal faster, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so, it, it, yeah, it's, it's super important to, you know, um, 
address your your body in different ways. Um, you know, if something's hurting, you got to improvise and see. You know, if there's something else that you can do um, to help strengthen that part of the body that's hurt hurting, help relieve the pain, uh, and also help to prevent you know the recurrences that are associated with the pain that you're having. So um, incorporating you know both the cardio routine and also strength tra- training routine is uh, is uh, recommended. Yep. So um, you know, following the guidelines, which your, you know, provider can go over with you. AHA, the American Heart Association has, uh, guidelines in regards to cardio activity. Um, and then strength training activity, you know, a couple of times a week, um, which again, you can, you know, further discuss and go into more detail with, uh, with your provider and, and health coach. But those are, those are essentially the things that you want to implement. That's excellent. You know, you could go deep, right. On any of those, pillars, right? Sleep, diet, exercise, stress, um, you know, that those are all podcasts just by themselves, right? What are some resources that you would recommend uh, if they want to dive deeper? One thing I just want to mention here, because, you know, hearing this, some people might feel like, I don't have, you know, the, the time or, you know, the money to buy a gym membership. And, you know, I have no idea, you know, where to get the food from. And, Perfect is is the enemy of good. So we got to start somewhere. And um, some of the books that have really made a difference in my life um, over the years, it's um, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee is a general practitioner out of the UK. In the UK, the book is called The Four Pillars. So I've kind of taken this four pillar model from him. Um, and it's, uh, here in the States, his book is called How, How to Make Disease Disappear. So, you know, wonderful book that dives deeper into the four lifestyle pillars. Fiber Fueled is another great one by Dr. Will Bolsowitz. He's a, a trained uh, gastroenterologist who also has a master's in clinical investigation and really goes over, um, again, the diet and how it can affect your gut health. And, and gut health, we know that is uh, sort of your, your second brain, right. if you will. You know, the majority of your immune system uh, is within your, built into your gut walls uh, with the pyres patches. Fiber, which comes from plants, helps to, you know, uh, build the microbiota. Again, this could be another podcast, um, you know, and going uh, over the microbiota and its effect on health. Um, But, you know, the the more fiber that that we feed that microbiota, the more diversified it comes, the healthier the gut. Uh, and the less transfer of the, the toxic inflammatory things that can be transferred through that gut wall into the bloodstream, which leads to a lot of these autoimmune issues that we see, a lot of these, you know, chronic pain issues that we see, which is the, you know, the main topic of this discussion. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have these in the show notes so people can access them. People are going to jump in and get super educated, thanks to you. Any other tactics outside of these resources that you would point people to specifically around healing their their pain faster or improving their their management of, of their pain another thing to to just touch upon is um, we live in a society that there's a lot of expectations and you know there's a lot of stress put on us uh, in regards to you know raising kids and making sure that we have enough to you know buy groceries or pay the bills and pay the rent um, and so along with that comes, a lot of stress. And, and that in itself, you know, is a driving factor. And I didn't get to, you know, dive too deep into that as a lifestyle pillar, but it's super important to, to address. And, you know, we have a mental health, we have mental health providers here at our sites that can help in addressing stress and obviously any anxiety and depression uh, that might ar- arise from that. But 
Um, you know, it's incredibly important to address that issue. Um, I know in some cultures there might be a stigma associated with it, but sure. it can't be neglected. Uh, you know, it affects uh, everybody from from your CEO all the way down to you know people in the mailroom. So everybody needs to to kind of make sure that they're aware of how it's affecting them. You know, mindfulness techniques, breathing techniques, meditation. There's plenty of apps like Headspace and and calm that people can um, can incorporate into their routine. Again, just from personal experience, it's made a big difference in my life. And any day where I feel like you know, I'm, I'm, these micro stressors are getting to me, uh, I remember remind myself to take that you know 20 minute, 15, 20 minute session, or just do a quick breathing session. Uh, especially if I haven't done it already, maybe I forgot. Yeah. But that's just another thing that I wanted to touch upon and make sure that I address because it's incredibly important, and oftentimes it goes overlooked. Thanks so much, Akbar. Just really appreciate your perspectives. And, um, you know, you've definitely shared some really important knowledge with our listeners. Hoping we can uh, shift here and get to know you a little bit better and uh, put you on the hot seat. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some rapid fire questions at you if that's okay. Sure. All right. All right. Here we go. So what's your favorite podcast at the moment? I really liked the Ritual podcast. He, he's he's an amazing person, um, you know, himself. And you know, he's got a wonderful story, which he shares in his book, uh, Finding Ultra. Um, he talks to various different people from, you know, all across the spectrum when it comes to different trades and, you know, um, professions. So uh, really good podcast. Uh, the other one that I've been listening to more so recently is the Nutrition Facts podcast with Dr. Michael Greger. Ritual's podcasts are super long, but uh, but these ones are like anywhere from... 15 to 30 minutes, um, really quick and super informative in terms of, you know, recent research or some, you know, older research that he wanted to touch upon in regards to clinical nutrition. So that's probably one of my, one of my favorites and what I'm listening to at the moment. Perfect. So what is your guilty pleasure? Spill the beans. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we all have them. Uh, you know, as, as, uh, a plant-based, you know, uh, you know, vegan, if you will, I can't, you know, whole food plant-based is hard. Um, I'll, I'll admit it, but there's, there is a place, uh, right here in San Jose. I'm really fortunate that it's kind of far to get to, otherwise there'd be a problem, but this place, uh, is called pizza floor and they have vegan and vegetarian options. Uh, they use a sourdough crust, which is delicious. Amazing! I actually would like to try that. It sounds good. I'm a pizza fan, so I will. I will check. Tra- tra- oh, you'll love it. So, uh, yeah. what's one thing you do every day to stay healthy? There's, there's a lot, but, uh, but the thing that really kind of sticks out to me, and and what I find makes the biggest difference um, every day, is uh, getting up early in the morning to do some sort of activity, whether it's swimming, biking, running, uh, strength training, or doing some yoga. Even if it's something that's not as strenuous um, like yoga, I still feel like it sets up my day. Those endorphins are pumping. I feel good about the day and don't have to worry about, you know, getting to um, a moment later in the day to do, uh, you know, physical activity uh, where at that point it seems like it's more of a burden. So, yeah, definitely getting up in the morning and doing something active. I love it. Very good. Very good. I, I share that with you, Akbar. Really appreciate your time and and for all your insights. Thank you, Dan. Anyone 18 or over in the United States can be a Crossover Health member. At Crossover, you stay connected to a care team that works together and gets to know you over time. 
a doctor, a nurse, a mental health expert, a physical therapist, a chiropractor, a health coach, a fitness coach, and a care navigator. Go to crossoverhealth.com to join the healthcare revolution. If you like our podcast, please follow or subscribe and leave a review. If you have a topic you want us to explore, let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Crossover Health. Until next time, be well.